Hello, this is Season 1, Episode 3. In this episode, we continue on our adventure of uncovering what matters. And this is about knowing what decisions to prioritise when designing your renovation or new home. What matters most? In this episode, we're going to be talking about all things East. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together, we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Now, before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you, my gorgeous podcast listener. I am really excited about creating the Get It Right podcast for you. Look, I've been blogging online now for over two years, and there's over 130 blogs on Undercover Architects' website. Homeowners all over tell me how they love and they benefit from the knowledge that they've learnt on the UA blog. But podcasting is quite different. I find it actually gives me the chance to really chunk things down into actionable steps and information. And I also feel like it's a chance to really talk to you and to help you through your project, to be in your ears, giving you advice and knowledge. But I'll be honest, I was also a little terrified about creating the UA podcast. I mean, I've never done this before. People could actually hate the sound of my voice. It could completely flop. And frankly, those things are all still possible. However, it has been amazing to read the reviews coming through and to receive emails and messages from listeners telling me how much they're enjoying the podcast so far. And when I saw that Get It Right had reached number three in its category of design in the first week, and then it snuck up to number two the following week, well, I was blown away. The podcast 99% Invisible sits at number one in the design category. And if you've never listened to that podcast to 99% Invisible, I can highly recommend it. It's simply my favourite. And it's done by a guy named Roman Mars, who honestly has the best podcasting voice ever. But here I was being his next door neighbour. So a huge thank you to you. It's early days, but so far I can say I'm really loving this podcasting caper. And ultimately, I hope that it continues to help you get it right when renovating or building your home. Now, let's get on with the episode, shall we? This is the third episode in this season where we're talking about what matters most. So far, we've spoken about the most important thing to know in designing your home, which is its orientation. In episode two, I explained more details about how to design for and manage northerly sun. And I also shared how to optimise a north-facing orientation for your home. We looked at what rooms to locate on the north and how to get this right and what to avoid when planning your north-facing home. Just a reminder, I'm doing this podcast from Australia. So if you're in the northern hemisphere, just substitute north when you hear south and vice versa. And when I talk about what direction a home faces, I'm referring to the direction that it faces to the rear. In this episode, we're going to be talking about all things east. So firstly, I'll go through what easterly sun is like. Of course, the sun rises in the east, so easterly sunlight is morning sunlight, and it requires a certain type of response to make the most of it. Secondly, I'll talk about what rooms should be located on the east and which ones shouldn't. And thirdly, we'll talk about the main things to consider if you have an east-facing home. 
Okay, so what do we need to know about easterly light? It's worth understanding something about how the sun rises and sets across the year. Now, we always say the sun rises in the east. However, there are only two days each year that it rises in a due east position. That is, right on east as per the compass. Do you know which days those are? Well, they're the two equinoxes in spring and in autumn. So what happens with the rising sun every other day? Well, on the summer solstice, the longest day, the sun rises in its most southeast position. And as the days get shorter and we move towards the winter solstice, the position of the rising sun moves further north of that eastern position. So on the winter solstice, it actually rises in its most northeast position. Have I confused you yet? Well, if you head to the website using the link www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash east, I have some diagrams there to illustrate this to you. It often surprises people just how much the position of the rising sun moves depending on what time of year it is. In winter, it works well if you can grab the morning sun right from the start of the day. This, in association with designing to let northern light in, will help you get a head start on warming your home with the natural heat of the sun. And then in the warmer months, and particularly into summer, this morning sun can still have a lovely quality of light that is beautiful to have spilling into your home. But you'll be wanting to manage its heat so that you don't start cooking your home early in the day. Now, what's not great about eastern light? Sometimes that glare, that strong, in-your-face, horizontal morning sunlight that comes streaming into your home, it can just be too much each morning. Looking into a strong shaft of light that's bearing down at you, blinding you, well, that's no way to get your day started, is it? And in summer, particularly in warmer climates, it doesn't take long for this morning sun to carry some serious heat. So be aware of when you need to start blocking out the direct light from the east in your home in summer. It may not be first thing in the morning, but it may be from, say, 10am onwards. And the summer sun will still be at the east of you at around that time of the morning. How do we shade and shelter from eastern light? Eastern light first appears as the sun rises, of course. And as the day progresses, the sun moves through the north, climbing further into the sky. In winter, this movement occurs quite low through the sky. But as it gets warmer and further into summer, the sun actually moves along a much higher arc through the sky. So remember in episode six, I'm going to share some online resources to help you understand this for your place and nail down exactly how the sun moves across your site and your home. But understand this. So the rising sun streams at us from a horizontal direction. And so the only way to shade from something that is horizontal is to put vertical structure in between us and the sun. So an external screen or a blind is a great solution for shading from eastern sunlight. But I hear you ask, what if I have a view? Well, using vertical blinds or screens to stop the direct eastern sunlight from coming in will certainly have an impact on your view looking out. So what can you do if you have a view but also want your shade? Well, remember that the sun is moving, okay? So often you're only needing that vertical shade for a certain period each day or even only at certain times of the year. So consider making your blind or screen operable. That is, perhaps it can slide uh, to side to side or it can move up and down to get out of the way when it's not required. There are some other solutions and the choice will depend on your budget and whether you're wanting to maintain that view year round. One solution is to plant deciduous landscaping or deciduous 
plants or trees. That way they'll shield your home windows and doors from that morning sun when the tree is full of leaves. And then when the leaves drop in the cooler months, you'll actually allow all of that beautiful morning winter sunlight into your home. You can also look at creating a fixed screen that has angled battens or louvers because remember the sun rises in a different position in summer than it does in winter. So if you're into geometry and nutting this kind of stuff out, you can actually work out what angle you need blades at so that you can design those screens to suit blocking out the sun when you need to. If you get the angle positioned right, it can block out that summer morning sun, but it can still be at an angle to allow the winter sun in. And what angle this is will vary depending on your location. If this is about keeping a view but protecting from glare and from heat, another solution is to use a special type of glass in your windows and glass doors. Glass manufacturers actually make glass types that are more resistant to heat and to glare. They may be different thicknesses or they may have special oxides in them or they may have films adhered to them. And there's of course also double glazing. These all have the ability to keep out heat and glare at a much higher rate than a standard single sheet of residential clear glass that we use in our homes every day. And some names that you might have heard and be familiar with could be low E glass or solar performance glass or laminated performance glass. These are just some of the very many ways that you can provide shade and protect from the glare and heat of the morning sun. And as I said, these choices will have an impact on your budget. So investigate what's going to work for you and your budget and your home. Now, what rooms need to be facing east and what rooms don't? Working this out is about thinking where you like to be in your home in the morning and enjoying that morning natural light. So what may first come to mind is your bedrooms. Some homeowners really love to wake to morning light. I know I do and love having a quality of sunlight in our bedrooms in the morning. Other homeowners I know want very dark bedrooms. They just want to completely have block out of all light possible. But remember that you can actually install really good quality block out blinds and achieve that level of darkness for you on a daily basis. And that may give you some flexibility when you do actually want to allow natural light into your bedrooms to say use them as a bit more of a retreat space during the day. Other areas for morning light may include your kitchen. A warm kitchen on a winter's morning can be amazing for a home. You know, sitting with a cup of coffee in your gym jams on a weekend morning with a view outside and the sun coming streaming in and warming you up, that's the stuff that great homes are made from. It can be lovely too for bathrooms to be located on the east so that they're well lit with natural light for morning showers and for getting ready. If you can't get direct northern light into your living spaces, eastern light is the next best thing. Because it's morning light, it's fresh on the day, it's not carrying a day's worth of heat, it will provide a lovely quality of light to your living spaces. And again, as with northern orientation, if you can avoid it, don't chew up your eastern frontage with garage and storage areas. Honestly, it's wasted on these rooms for your home that don't really need this morning sun. So does your home face east? An east-facing home or a block of land that faces east can be an awesome choice for creating a great home. In fact, if it's a long, skinny, narrow block, an east-facing, so east-to-rear-facing orientation can actually be preferable to a north-facing one. This is because you can get your living areas then arranged on that northeast corner and then you can bring northern light in along the long side of your home 
And this will make it actually simpler to get natural light into all the parts of your home without having to do some of the tricks that I spoke about in the last episode. So start by putting your main indoor and outdoor living area on that northeast corner of your home. Your kitchen can go on the southeast corner and it can still get that beautiful morning sun. Protect your home from eastern light on hotter summer mornings using vertical shade elements. These may be fixed or operable screens or blinds, and landscaping can also work. Then see what is possible with creating openings on the northern side of these spaces to allow light in, because this will increase your natural lighting throughout the day. And remember to shade from that northern light using horizontal eaves or window hoods so that you can manage the heat coming into your home when you need to. Now, hopefully, if you've been listening to these podcasts about orientation, you're slowly learning about the different positions of the sun. And you're also learning that managing it as it moves across your home requires different shading solutions. If you head to the website, I'll have some examples there to show you how this screening can work to help protect your home from easterly sun. So use that link, www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash east. And of course, that link will be in the show notes for you too. What happens if you get this wrong and what can go wrong? Well, the main thing that can go wrong with managing eastern light is that your interiors and you really struggle with receiving that harsh horizontal light on early summer mornings. I think of places like Queensland where there's no daylight savings and the sun can be be getting up as early as 4am and blasting into your interiors. You know, internal blinds and curtains will certainly help you keep your interiors dark, but the heat will already be inside your home if all of those window furnishings are on the inside. And it'll be getting a head start on warming your home up, which is, this is not great because your main priority in summer is going to be to keep your home well lit, but cool. The other thing that can go wrong is when the solutions you have to shade yourself from eastern eastern sun make your home dark at other times of the day and year. So understand where the sun is at specific times of the year so that you can maximise that morning sun in winter but keep it out in summer. And remember, I'll be helping you with finding out this information for your place in episode six of this season. What happens when we get it right, when we actually make the most of this eastern orientation and sunlight in our home? Well, often when I speak to homeowners about renovating or building their homes, we'll go through a list of rooms and functions that they need. However, equally, and sometimes more important, is to talk about the types of moments they want to create in their home. What do I mean by this? Well, this is about thinking about your lifestyle in your home. How does your home need to make your life better, simpler, more fun, more beautiful? What needs to be done in your design to make this happen? Each day we get up, hopefully after having a good night's sleep, (laughs) Who am I kidding, hey? We've either gone to bed far too late or we've had a disrupted sleep due to waking kids or the worries of our day disturbing our slumber. Perhaps you're great at getting out the door for some early morning exercise. Perhaps you stumble out of your bed, calling out to everyone else that it's time to get up. And you walk into your kitchen and your living space and it greets you with the most beautiful quality of morning light. Not too much glare, the right temperature for the right time of year, And you immediately feel more awake, more ready for your day. With everything we juggle in our busy, busy lives, we need our homes to help us get ready for our day each and every day. There's also those moments of respite and relaxation. In busy family lives, it's rare that we get those lazy hours of time to dedicate to doing nothing. But what we do get is snippets the chance to drink an entire cup of tea or coffee before it gets cold, that flick through the paper or magazine, those 10 minutes just to sit 
and stare at the garden and drift away with our thoughts. Having a spot to sit in the morning sun can make such a world of difference to the enjoyment of those moments. Natural light is scientifically proven to impact our well-being. It actually enhances our well-being, our health and our state of mind. So when we create places in and immediately outside of our home to celebrate and enjoy those small pockets of time we get, that can do a huge amount to helping us restore and relax and to improve our lifestyle overall. So have a think about this when you're considering how you'll use easterly light to make your home great. So that's all things east. Now, if you have an east-facing home or you've been looking at how to use morning light effectively in your home, I hope you found this helpful. Remember to head to the website using the address www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash east. So the key to managing morning eastern sun is this. Firstly, look at which morning sun you want to keep out and what you want to let in. Remember that the sun doesn't rise in the same position every day. So focus on where you need to shield from summer morning sun and allow winter morning sun in and what you need to do between those seasons as well. Use vertical shading elements to block the horizontal direct sunlight and consider whether those shading elements need to be operable or if they can be in a fixed position. Don't overdo it and diminish your daylight access overall. Remember to still allow northern sun in the rooms that require it. When these solutions all work in combination with each other, that's when the magic happens. In the next episode, I'll be taking you through what you need to know about southern light and how to design for a south-facing orientation. In the episode after that, we'll be talking about all things west. So these two next episodes will cover what are sometimes really challenging orientations to deal with when designing your home. And I've got some tips and some tricks that will help you if this is your situation. Until then, head to the website. Remember, you can check out www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash north for northerly sun and www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash east for easterly sun. And by all means, head to the show notes if you can't remember those links. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining me here at Get It Right with Undercover Architect. Now, if you've enjoyed listening, please head to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. That way you'll be the first to know about new episodes and you'll also help others like you find out about this podcast. And to be honest, who doesn't need help when it comes to renovating and building? If you have friends or family planning their future homes, please share this podcast with them too. Remember to head to the Undercover Architect website at www.undercoverarchitect.com. There you can see more information on podcast topics and you can learn lots more about how to get it right. You can also access downloadable freebies, plus learn more about my online program and one-to-one services. This has been Amelia Lee, the Undercover Architect. Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.